Hi, boys. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. You're going somewhere very bad. Whoa. Do something that'll get you killed. Let's go save the world. I can't wait to show you my toys. Hello and welcome to the McGavin Fry's podcast. This week we are reviewing and talking about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Um, before we start, we should say that we are proudly sponsored by GreenRoom136.com, Urban Carry Gear. Carry Gear. I think we're, <laughs> we're sticking on the Carry Gear, but I think it's their handmade Malaysian backpacks and rucksacks and things. Yep. Um, if you like them, if you like us, please go check them out and use the promo code MACIAP10. You get a 10% discount. Also, if you agree, disagree, and like to have your say, you can email us at podcast at or you can leave us a review on iTunes. That would help. That's the best way for us to get out there. Or also just share us with other people. Yeah, that'll be very nice of you. Yeah. Even if you just want to like uh, just share us, but then just add a little note saying these guys are awesome. These guys suck or whatever. Yeah. You know, we're fine with that too. Yeah. We'll just, just find uh, you and kill you. Yeah, that's right. Just get us out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sewer Squad. This is the uh, latest in Sewer the Squad. Uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah. Is that what I said? Yeah. So as, as per our new format, we're going to do a review, then we'll have alarm bells, and then we'll go into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't fall asleep and wake up in the spoiler section. So this is the uh, latest in the DC Films docket after Batman v Superman. And before Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, one. yeah. Wonder Woman's next. Yeah. You want to go first? It, it, uh, we, we, just, uh, we just got back from the um, press screening. Yeah. Uh, so we were sitting with um, a few of our friends, some of whom sometimes listen to this show. They had their opinions. You'll find those opinions out soon enough. Yes. <laughs> on BFM. And on IGN. Uh, but um, this is an interesting film. It's an interesting film. I mean, I think out of all of them, it's the one that people have been kind of most sort of excited slash curious about because, mm. uh, I mean... In contrast to Batman v Superman, I mean, I know you had your issues with it. Um, I I enjoyed the film, even though even though I did feel that the movie did indeed have issues. I enjoyed the um, the Ultimate Edition quite a bit. I thought really? it, I oh. did, I did. I thought it added quite a bit to it. I mean, there are still some holes there, like you know, Lex Luthor still sucks. The fact that he knows who Batman Superman is, that he knows their identities, I think that's fucking stupid. How did that happen? Yeah. There are still unanswered questions, but I enjoyed the Ultimate Edition. It didn't, but even though it was a three-hour movie, I thought it actually moved a lot better. Um, it Lois made, made a lot more sense. Lois made a lot more sense. Um, it uh, sort of showed Clark Kent being a bit more Clark Kenty. Showed him actually being a fucking journalist. Yeah. Um, there's the whole thing about when they when they blew up when they blew up the Senate. That made a little bit more sense this time as to why Superman was unable to do anything about Lead it. Lining. What, what what annoyed me about the Ultimate Edition was that that's something that needed to be in the film. Yeah. Yeah. That made sense and that made Superman a character because it's not whether he's worried about whether. He missed it because he wasn't looking, whereas it's actually no, it was shielded from him. And that's an interesting thing for the character. And that's not in the movie. Those are the kind of things that should be in the movie instead of some more slow-mo bullshit of Bruce Wayne walking to his parents' grave. Yes, I mean, there there were certain things in the Ultimate Edition that I thought I didn't understand why they weren't in the film. I mean, mean, yes, like I think the theatrical version was, what, two and a half hours? Something like that. So you you got like half an hour worth of stuff. You could have put another five minutes in. If you you put another five minutes in, it would have answered some... Would have answered some pretty important questions. So anyway, uh, the way 
that movie was marketed was a big issue. I think a lot of people had um, did not really like the way that movie was marketed. Uh, you know, I think it was a huge mistake to uh, to show Doomsday mm-hmm. so early. Yeah. Um, that might have that might have swung me a bit back to more towards liking it more if that had been a surprise in the third act. Yeah. Um, if that had been Thanos appearing. However. Uh, with Suicide Squad, I think uh, we can all agree that uh, they had a completely different marketing team. And it's been uh, exquisite marketing. I yes. mean, I was kind of annoyed because Ballroom Blitz wasn't in the movie and I kept waiting for it. Because all the trailers have had really kick-ass songs and they've been edited perfectly to them. Yes, yes. So, I mean, the uh, the Suicide Squad marketing has was done really, really well. It mm-hmm. drummed up a lot of interest. So, I was really curious about watching this. Because this is kind of like DC's Iron Man. Because Iron Man, they took it with the Iron Man movies. They kind of took this, a character this, this who is, wasn't the... He wasn't the face of this Marvel. Is, this is kind of uh, DC's Iron Man slash Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I think Guardians is probably Yeah, Ga- right. Guardians of the Galaxy is probably a better way of looking at it. You know, this uh, second tier group that nobody really gave a shit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how can this make a movie? And how do they make this movie before they make a Wonder Woman movie? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, that's not really an issue. I mean, that doesn't really come no. into it all that much. It's just, it's weird from a business perspective that yes. you would do this first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple of years back, I never thought we'd see a Suicide Squad movie. Squad movie. I was happy. happy Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. All <laughs> croc all the time. We'll just, we'll just. That's what we'll call it from now on. Just Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um. You first. So I like I like this movie. I think more than Batman vs Superman. Okay. Um. It is. It seems to be a movie that, despite the, the the trailers and everything, made it look like they had supreme confidence in what they were doing, and it made the film felt like they didn't actually. The beginning of this movie is slow and draggy as fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a protracted dinner scene which flashes back to this is the beginning of the movie, no spoilers. Flashes it's back all, to this dinner scene is also in the trailer. Yeah, and it's just explaining the backgrounds of everybody. But once you still, once you realize how much time they're spending on each person, yeah, you're like. You're gonna do this for the whole crew, mm-hmm. whereas they did better in the trailers. Where just like he he throws he, fire, he, he shoots people, he eats people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was yeah. He eats people. Was that that, that was Croc? Was that, was that line in the movie? No. Yeah, it wasn't the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the there there is, was a lot of lines from the trailers that, that weren't in the movie. And then the problem then is that after wasting that time and kind of being draggy to start with, they do it again. Yes. They kind of go back to these characters again and show more and more. Whereas if those had been flashbacks or something, I think they would have worked better. And for those of you uh, that uh, have not seen any of the marketing or the, you don't, you're not familiar with the uh, source material at all, these characters... Task Force-esque. Task, task, ta- task Force? Strike Force? Task... For, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Task Squad. But, but these characters are Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, played by Margot Robbie, Deadshot, played by Will Smith, um, and uh, you got uh, fucking... Killer Croc, played Killer by the, uh, Mr. Echo from Lost. Mr. Echo from Lost. <laughs> uh, Captain Boomerang, played by Jai Courtney. Uh... El Diablo, played by uh, Jay Hernandez. Who I'm not familiar with in the comics at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're sort of led by uh, Super Soldier Rick Flagg, played by Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Robocop. And uh, also Enchantress. Yes. Played by Cara Delevingne. Yeah. Okay, I mean... And then and then on the outskirts of all this, you have Jared Leto's uh, Joker. Yeah, who kind of dips in and out of the movie. Yeah, dips in and out of the movie, basically because he's trying to get... Uh, trying. You know, Margot Robbie's in prison, and so he's just trying to bust her up. Yeah, and Viola Davis is head of, uh, not even head of Argus or Checkmate at this point. Like, it was Checkmate was her group in the comics, right? Mm-hmm. And Argus was kind of the good version of Checkmate. Mm-hmm. So she wants to put together this so, squad because the, the 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 shadow of Batman. Viola Davis being uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah, uh, who's always a badass in all versions of the comics. And yes, everything. yes. Um, and she's a badass in this. Yes, she's a badass in this. I gotta say, I gotta say. And the whole idea is the shadow of Batman versus Superman does lay across this movie because, like, Superman. 
the, the question is there, what would have happened if Superman had flown to the White House, peeled the roof off and tried to kill the president? Mm-hmm. So this is their want to build their own squad of metahumans and the only ones they can find right now are bad guys. Yeah. And there is um, a nice little nod to uh, the events of Batman v Superman. Uh, if you haven't seen Batman v Superman, there's something that happens in the end of Batman v Superman yeah. that they draw attention to at the beginning of this film. And I liked that. That moment with the t-shirt? Yes. That I was liked really that. cool, the flip. Yes, that was very nicely done. Yeah. So um, for those of you who have seen the movie and you saw, and when you see this movie, you'll, you'll get that. I mean, I thought that was a nice little moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's, 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 it's a bizarre film because there's actually a lot to enjoy. Yeah. There is a lot in this movie that I liked. What I found really weird uh, was that the thing that they do in the trailer, there's this, there's this uh, scene where uh, Harlequin smashes this uh, department, sto- uh, department store uh, display window open and grabs this very expensive uh, handbag. Yeah. And she's got this line where it's like, it's bad guys, it's what we do. We're bad guys, it's what we do, yeah. Now, the one thing that really bugged me about this movie is that the movie is filled with lines like that. Yeah. And with I would the, with, the, with the heroes or anti-heroes referring to themselves, themselves as, as bad, bad guys. guys. And I would say only about 10-15% of those one-liners actually land. Yeah. Because the best the best like script writing about villains the villains don't see themselves as villains. Yeah. Whereas, whereas in this one, they're all too well they're all too self-aware. Yeah. And I mean you and you really have to put in a lot of legwork if you're going to have that work. If someone's going to toy with the fact that they're a bad guy and they don't do that legwork. And uh, I mean, Harlequin's probably the, the one most guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. I thought that w- the one interesting thing is um, is that Will Smith and um, Jay Hernandez's characters, so El Diablo and Deadshot, they're the ones who have actually seemed to have gotten the memo on, on how you be a bad guy. Yes. You know, which is bizarre because I remember when Will Smith was cast, we were like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna tur- they're gonna make him likable." Yes. And you know what? He is likable. He is. You can't make you him cannot, not likable. You cannot not like Will Smith. He's yeah. just a charming motherfucker. And when you <laughs> see this movie, you'll understand why he's doing the Suicide Squad. There are several moments. This is a movie of moments. There's several moments in this where he's like, he must have been, but you can see when he's reading that, it says, tight shot on Will, Will Smith's face. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. He's like, because Deadshot's a bad guy, but... He's got a kid. He's, he's, you know, he's got a kid. And the thing is, is that he's a bad guy because that's just what he does. He, you know, there's no, there's no need to sort of like reference the fact, like you know, I'm a bad guy, right? Yeah. You know, and I thought that that was nice. And not only that, he he relishes being that that guy. Like, there's, yeah. that, there's a scene where he shows off his skills to a man in the water, and that's very cleverly done. Yeah. Just you because know. he is Deadshot and he never misses. That's right. Which has a nice payoff as well later on. Uh, it does. It does. Section. It does. So I mean, like, indiv- the 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 individual casting works. Yeah. Uh, Jai Courtney, who normally annoys the shit out of me, yeah. I quite liked him in this. Yeah. Uh, it's but he's also he's used very sparingly thankfully yes he is I, I didn't like him as much as I wanted to I wanted from the trailers I saw like the moments of sneaking beers and stuff yeah I wanted a bit more of that and he doesn't do an awful lot of boomeranging no not much no for Captain Boomerang you want to see some boomerang action there's a nice thing where he's like he, he's fighting so he throws the boomerang someone throws him against the wall and, and then it still can... comes back to him yeah and he's, he's nowhere like, near where he was and he's like yeah him. that's what it does yeah <laughs> um and they do kind of gel well together as, as, a, as a team. Like the chemistry in the group actually works quite nicely. Mm-hmm. It, but they're saddled with this really bizarre script mm. by David Ayer. And, and that's also a little bit of a shock because I like David Ayer as a writer. I mean, tr- okay, Training Day, great script. Dark Blue is a great script. Uh, Dark, uh, Dark Blue is a very little scene, Kurt Russell uh, police film. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, End of Watch mm-hmm. also is a very good script. So, I mean, the guy can write. Uh, I haven't seen Fury, but no, I hear it's quite either. good. Yeah, me too. Um, and here, the dialogue is just bizarre. I mean, like, when it works, it works. But, like I said, there's a lot of these bizarre one-liners. It's like, they, they, I don't know, it's like, uh, may- maybe this was part of the reshoots, you know, like, where, where they... 
they were surprised by how people reacted to, to the funny trailer and then the story was that the, the, the smoke on the street was that um, those with all the funny bits mm. so they, there was rumors of reshoots to add more funny well also I mean there was the backlash of uh, Batman v Superman where people were saying it's too fucking dark it's too yeah. fucking serious and maybe they decided to you know, lighten it up a little bit. Which is the Justice League trailer is a big whiplash. The, ju the Justice reaction. the Justice League trailer is just like what? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's the same character. But having said that, I like the Justice League teaser. Yeah. Um. So, but I mean, anyway, uh, en enough about that. So, I mean, it's it. What strikes it, me is a little bit like Batman vs Superman. There was another movie that did this a while ago where they haven't. They don't seem to have seen the Marvel movies. When you're watching Captain America and the opening of Captain America is that fight in Africa somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're not pulling their punches. You know what I mean? Like there's some moments and moves in that first action scene that are badass action scene scenes that when we were growing up or watching movies in the 80s and 90s, those would be your, you, you build up to the cool action at the climax, right? Yeah, yeah. And this kind of seems to do that as well where there's like, it's got this weird staccato beat going on where there is a kind of a cool scene and then it kind of just like stops dead in its tracks for a while for them to walk around a bit. Mm -hmm. and then gets going again and then stops and mm -hmm. it doesn't really find a flow it's a very bizarrely paced film um because to me like a a, a recent example that it kind of reminded me of was actually uh, independence day 2 mm -hmm. whereas that it it started on one sort of speed mm -hmm. and never really changed mm -hmm. you know it just it's so, so suicide squad kind of does that it starts on it establishes its tone and its pace and then kind of abandons that tone and pace but then doesn't alternate. Mm. You know, it just sort of stays on that tone and pace. And it's not good enough to sustain a film that's actually quite long. Yeah. It's quite a long movie. I mean, the, 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 the DC movies aren't scared to go long. No. And <laughs> as I said, when you realize that you've spent half an hour and the team isn't even yet together. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ, how long is this movie going? Yeah. Are we going to see everyone go to the toilet? Like, are they cutting anything out? But having said that, there are some really nice little um, nods to uh, to the comic book mm -hmm. uh, when we're introduced to uh, uh, Harlequin, and uh, we get a little bit of background between her relationship with Joker. And she calls him Mr. J. There's a, like if if you're familiar with the animated series, there's a lot of really nice things in there. Yeah, it does uh, seem like they're building off those characters as opposed yes, to anything else. Yes, and uh, there's a nice, beautiful homage to a very, very famous Alex Ross painting. Oh. That, that bit at the beginning, it's like it's a very quick moment where she's in her like her Harlequin gear and then, you know, like where they're dancing and it's that famous... Um, oh, yes, yes, it's yes. It's that famous Al Alex Ross painting yeah. and, and like I, I, I was, I smiled like an idiot. Yeah, I recognized that image and I was like, where's that from? That's that very famous Alex Ross yeah. painting. Uh, that, so, I mean, if you're a fan of uh, Alex Ross, if you're a fan of those two characters, there are things in there that you will like. I was kind of on the fence with Jared Leto's Joker. Really? I mean, I like. I mean, I saw what he was. I saw what he was doing, mm -hmm. and there were moments where I thought, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool." Yeah. But after a while, it just kind of seemed one note. Mm. And when the last interpretation of the Joker was Heath Ledger, I mean, yeah, you, it's you, tricky. You know, you, you you've really got to sort of bring something new to the table. And Jared Leto brings a lot of new visual things to the table. Yeah. But in terms of uh, like making the Joker a character because He's, because that's what Heath Ledger did. I mean, he made the Joker an actual character. Yeah. I don't think Jared Leto really did that with this. I mean, it's a lot of flash. He's doing his best Mark Hamill impression. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, I really liked his laugh. His laugh was really, really well done, I thought. And certain elements of his manicness were well done. But then, and that, there's that moment, and we'll get to that in spoilers. There's a moment we'll get to later. Yeah. I mean, I thought Margot Robbie was, was perfect as, uh, yes, yes. as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Then there's another nice nod to Paul Dini with, she pulls out her 
Like she's wearing that yeah, outfit, yeah, that yeah, 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 thing, yeah, her, they, her they pull out, yeah, Harlequin yeah. style costume, and when she she hugs it, and then she gets into her stripper gear. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I mean Margot Robbie's great in this. Um, I mean, like I quite like the casting. I tell you who I loved was Ike Barinholtz, the guy who plays uh, Griggs, the, um, the, <laughs> the, 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 the prison guard. guard. Yeah, I fucking loved him. <laughs> I loved him. I mean, I'm a, I'm uh, I like the Mindy Project, and he's hilarious in that. Right. Um, and he was essentially playing. Morgan, his character from the Mindy Project. Right, I haven't watched the Mindy Project yet. You know, yet. He, the, the way. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's he's essentially playing Morgan from from the Mindy Project. Only he's a fucking asshole prison guard. Yeah, and I thought he was very, very, very funny. Yeah, you know, he. I mean, he's, he's got. He's and got you know, there's a, there's a there's a director's cut in there because we we don't really find out what happens to him. No, no, there's a very like she just says, "You're so screwed." Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice little moment yeah. as well from Harley. Yeah. Um, uh, Viola, Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. She's badass. Yeah, she's pretty Fucking good. take no prisoners. Fucking cold bitch. Yeah. Which <laughs> the character's I, referred to in yeah, the movie. Yeah, and I, I liked that. I liked that. I mean, like I said, there's a lot to like. And I did like, um, uh, where's he gone? Jay Hernandez as Diablo. Like, he is this reluctant villain. Yes. I mean, like, out of all of them, yes, he's probably the most tragic and Eduale Akinoye Agabaje's Killer Croc. I quite liked the, the, the way they did that. Yeah. You know, Killer Croc for me, again, it's still the kind of the animated series style. Yeah, yeah. And to see a more human person in, in makeup wearing it, it's uh, it's the postman. <laughs> we'll take a short break. We'll be right back after we find out who the fuck's at the gate. It's probably those people looking for us to stop talking about the movie because we signed something and said we couldn't do it till tomorrow. When we are back, it wasn't the embargo police. It was registered mail. It was registered mail. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's real life, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, these characters have these nice moments. It's just the framework around them doesn't really hang. Yeah. Um, the two characters that didn't quite work for me was uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg and uh, Cara Delevingne as um, Enchantress. Just didn't quite work for me. There's a moment where she becomes basically all CG and that happened recently, something as well, something else, but it, do it just doesn't work as well. Like they're modulating her voice. Oh, it's fucking Apocalypse. Oscar Isaac in X Men. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing where they've they've overdone it. Like Killer Croc is just some makeup, mm -hmm. and that looks good. But in this, they kind of go overboard with all this kind of mystical CGI bullshit, and it just looks odd because she's not moving properly. It's the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. And whatever performance she's giving is hidden, and her face is too. Yeah, I mean, it just comes across like a, like a combination of uh, Gozer from the first uh, Ghostbusters, mm -hmm. and um, that. Uh, sort of like Chinese snake chick behind the curtain in Golden Child. Yeah. You know, like where Eddie Murphy's like, she played the maracas too? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it just, it's just this bizarre, her, the way her body moves. It's, it looks stop motion. It looks like she's dancing. Mm. It looks like she's dancing. Like, uh, and it just looks weird. And they've, they've saddled these two with this bizarre um, fucking rom rom romantic story. Yeah, that just the, doesn't carry any weight. The two halves of Rick Flagg's personality do not ma match whatsoever. He's yeah. like he's, he's the like hardest a badass military soldier you ever met in his entire life, and he's also a weeping puppy dog. Yes. And um, when those two things come together, it's really bad. Yeah. Um. But having said that, I mean, like I, I know that, uh, you know, that uh, <laughs> the people we saw the movie with seem to have a genuine like problem with it. You know, like yeah. uh, it's it's this very bizarre thing. You know, where they just sort of walk out walk out of the cinema just like. Just hating on it. I didn't hate it at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. um, I have it. I mean, I you know I think it's got things wrong with it. Very much so. But uh, but there's I thought there was a lot there to like. Yeah. Um, like I said, my biggest issue with it is just um, I think it's a weird script. Mm -hmm. There's there's uh, bizarre one-liners that don't land. Uh, it's got problems with pacing. Mm -hmm. um, 
if this had come out after Batman and Robin, it would be hailed as a fantastic movie. Yeah. The problem is we've had too many other movies where the script, the effects, the acting, the yeah. interplay, the has plotting just, has, has just been, been so tight, has been so good that it seems so weird that you would try and mount an enterprise of this scale yeah. and not learn those lessons. It's like they're reinventing the wheel each time. DC seems to have to burn themselves reinventing the Catherine wheel every time, rather than actually just like taking notes from Marvel and saying, okay, this is let's just mimic that and then start from that point and make it our own, as opposed mm-hmm. to let's try and make our own thing because it does it's. it's Weirdly old-fashioned movie making, I think. Yeah, and they are—they are to a certain extent trying to mimic it. Mm. Uh, once we get into spoilers, we'll talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> um, Plot-wise, as well, I think there's all uh, some confusion—you know, not confusion—but we're wondering like, what is the big bad going to be? Because if you've got to pull together this suite of badasses, it's got to be something pretty big. Mm-hmm. And I think the recent trailers mentioned something about some Goliath project or something like that was from something, but that's not in the movie either. No. Um, it turns out that it's kind of a problem of their own making, and that left me a little cheated. I was hoping for some really bizarro, weird, fucking D- weirdo DC villain to come out of the woodwork yeah. and given their place in the sun. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Mirror Master? I don't know. Fucking something, you know, yeah. or some or some maybe pre- precursor to, to Justice League, because we know that uh, Steppenwolf is the villain in Justice yeah. League. Well, I mean, could, I mean, you either had more hints towards Darkseid and the, the new gods kind of thing. Would yeah. have worked, I think, pretty well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. The the, vil- the villains all seems to be an issue. I mean, it was an issue in uh, Batman v Superman as well. Mm. Is that uh, ultimately, it's like you got Doomsday as a villain. And the, the problem is, is they sort of set Doomsday up as if everyone's supposed to know who Doomsday is. Yeah. And there's a... Doomsday's not... I mean, like, outside of people who read the DC comics, nobody knows who the fuck... Yeah. Doomsday this, is. What, and that's a similar sort of situation with this. It's yeah. like, huh? Okay. And they seem to be <laughs> weaving this weird line where, again, it's the TV shows and the Marvel stuff tend to do it better, where when they drop something, it's like, it doesn't really, you don't need to know what it is. Like, again, I always come back to King Shark. Yeah. I don't know King Shark. I've never read a comic with King Shark in it. But when I see a giant fucking 12 foot tall shark fighting the Flash, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And if I want to, I can go look up that other shit. But the DC movies seem to be dropping this heavy lore but also tailoring their audience towards people who don't get that yeah like even Batman vs Superman again when you see the flash in that I didn't know that was the flash mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, in this it's like you know Katana just turns up, turns up and I, mean, I know Katana from Arrow yeah uh, more than anything else as well and it's just like she just turns up and it's like well she's just added to the group late I guess mm-hmm. you should know that she's got a, a sword it's cool mm-hmm. and they kind of explain her more um, yeah more boomeranging was needed it would have been nice just to have seen these, you know, I mean, if you're using sort of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as a blueprint, it would have been nice just to have seen them interact with each other more, about, mm. rather than them just sort of standing in a line being told, like, you're going to fucking die if you break the rules, you're going to yeah. fucking die. Oh, but don't you know, we're bad guys. Yeah, because there's a few, you know? little, few little... Of course we're going to try and run, we're bad guys. If you just sort of gotten rid of all that shit and just kind of had them as a group, as yeah. an actual sort of squad, interacting with each other and trying to... and, and, and not... Because they kind of get along immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a bit weird. It's like, shouldn't you, shouldn't these fuckers be trying to like kill each other? Well, I guess it's the speed effect, you know, the kind of um, you know, the relationships formed under intense pressure. It would have been, I mean, but also they no, but I mean, they, 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 they straight away it would have been an opportunity to sort of uh, you know create a more fully rounded character if we saw them tee off against each other. A bit tee more. off against each other a little There's bit. There's one more. moment of that, but we'll get to that in a bit later. But yeah. um. Yeah, it, there's, a, there's a few moments where they're just walking around. You know, there, there's a lot of hiking in this movie. It's less walking than Lord of the Rings, but it's close. And um, there's a few little moments between them where they're surrounded by heavily armed soldiers as well. And they're just starting to think about 
how the fuck do we get out of this? Yeah. Those moments work nicely. Yeah. They needed more of that, or just less of like, they're, doing, they're all doing their own thing too much of the time. Mm-hmm. There's no team-ups, essentially, right? No. There's a few, like, Harley Quinn does some cool acrobatic shit killing some of the bad guys, and then you've got Deadshot doing his thing, but it's not like they're, they're never actually working as a team. Yeah, no. Except when Will Smith and Diablo, there's a moment there. Yes, which yes. Is, And that's, they needed more of that. Yeah. Kind of like using using each other's better interests against each other to for the good of the team in a way. So yeah, okay. I do. I mean, it does worry me where we're going with DC. I mean, again, this is already in the can after Batman vs Superman, so it shows you what they think their idea of a light version of this is. Mm-hmm. Um, it does just. It doesn't. They're not knocking it out of the park. No, and this not. is a hard sell to start with, so I don't know how this, what this will mean for the movies that are currently on the slate or in production. Well, I mean, I do think this movie will do all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but all, I'm not sure if all right is good enough for DC. Probably not, but I mean, like, All Right wasn't good enough for Batman v Superman. Yeah. I do think that this movie will make quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's already on track for a huge opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, I think about 150 million just opening weekend. Thanks again to that marketing. Game. And that's and that's just in, and that's just domestic. You yeah. know, we're not talking international dollars, of which there'll be. So I'm sure at the very least it'll make Batman v Superman money, yeah. which is not bad. No. Which is not bad at all. Um, and I do think it is a more fun film than Batman v Superman. No, definitely. I, I think uh, that. Uh, they are clearly targeting the younger demographic, and I think they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. I think that kids will like this film. And while we complain about some of the bad jokes, there were a good few that added one. Yeah, happened. yeah. Uh, I mean, but there are, you know, but there, I, I, I do think that um, for the for the sixteen to twenty five year olds, they'll love it. I think they'll love it. Well, I think I think they'll eat this shit up. What I would have loved more, I mean, at the beginning, there's some cool graphic treatments to go on. Yeah. The none that that's just lost. I mean I'm sure it's a flashback and they have little kind of like vital statistics for each character popping up and it makes sense in that scene. And I like the way they do subtitles. Oh? Where the subtitles are kinda of like they you know it's it's they they they're they're doing the whole John Wick thing where the subtitles are kind of in this in the same sort of font as the uh you know the title sequence. Oh, okay. you know, so I, I I like that. I I, 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 I notice shit like that. Hmm. But yeah, we'll move into spoilers I guess. Alright. Alright. <laughs> So I guess we should start in spoilers by talking about Rip, was it Ripcord? What's his name? Rip, Rip, Ripcord. Adam Beach. <laughs> Dude got beached. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he's beached the has, mate. He's beached like, the has. He's he's basically just there. Slipknot. Slipknot. <laughs> not the band. He's basically you know not not the Grateful Dead song. Yeah. Um. He's he's basically just there to die. Yeah, just, to just show, to, just, just to show, just to show that there is a real threat behind. Yeah, him, just to reason. show what happens if you actually do try and run. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And it is. I did like that the Joe Courtney moment where Captain Boomerang is. He's very obviously trying to see, check this out. Was like, will they blow his head up if he tries to run? Okay, they will. Fair enough. This is a real threat. But it's quite funny when you have these Australian actors play Australian. He overplays they Australian. O- they always they always seem to overdo the it Australian. Completely overdoes it. You know, it's like you know Chris Hemsworth even in in Ghostbusters. He, t- he sounded a little weird as, as an Australian. Like yeah, he was yeah. trying to like outdo his Australianness. Yeah. And this one, because he's playing Captain Boomerang. Yeah. He's like it's even like ev- everything's like May. Yeah, yeah. May. But it, it he doesn't say enough, I think, for me to get a, a good uh, line on whether it's good or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of he. Boomerang doesn't. He's a. I quite like the comics, uh, the cartoon versions that they've done of Captain Boomerang, especially the Justice League Unlimited. There's a, 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 a episode with the Flash Day, I think it is, and uh, some of his uh, goons or his rogues gallery gang up on him for his for Flash Day, and I quite like the way they dealt with him there. He was a weird Kiwi guy in um, Arrow, right? Yes. Or was a Maori guy, I think, or something. Like I that. think so. Yeah. Um, 
And this just felt like they're, they're together guys, whereas this is like a fucking Tasmanian devil with a boomerang. Pretty much. <laughs> Which I didn't mind. I no. mean, like, it didn't bug me. Yeah, and I, I didn't like the... Start looking at his, his, uh, his jumper halfway through, because it just says Captain on it. <laughs> it's just like... And it's got the Aussie flag on the sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like, in case you forgot, I'm Australian. We should talk more about the Joker, I guess. Um, the moment... There is a moment where he kind of has a baptism of fire, or rather a chemical bath, for Harley, uh, Harley Quinn. Quinn. And it's a moment where he walks away. It's in the away. trailer. He wa- the trailer. But he, but we're spoilers. He walks yeah. away. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really nice moment where he's like, all right, fuck her. I'm done. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, shit. And goes yeah. back after I kind of like her. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that their, their relationship was kind of sweet. And again, it comes back to the, the comics and uh, the cartoon and Mad Love and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I really enjoyed most of what Margot Robbie did. Um, when we cut to the end, so the spoilers, the, the villain is Enchantress. Yes. Um, and her brother is it Abaddon I didn't catch his name in the because I had her like known re- relatives mm-hmm. is it Abaddon Abba, Abaddon I don't know he was like yeah 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 that was an interesting design they took him in he looked a bit like Galactus a orange bit. Galactus a little bit yeah um, I thought you know I, th- I mean yeah I mean to me just uh, I thought he was fucking Steppenwolf to be honest with you I mean mm. like at first I thought hey, are, they, are they bringing Steppenwolf in yeah, yeah it would have been nice if there'd been a, a, a mother box in this hmm um, what did you think of Ezra Miller's cameo? I didn't mind it. Yeah, he still looks I, weird in that suit. I mean, like, because uh, the suit is very clearly modeled after the the game, right? It's it's injustice. injustice yeah. It's injustice game. And so, it's this kind of armored thing. So, like, so like you know, you either like it or you don't. I mean, like, uh, I'm 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 indifferent towards it. It doesn't mm-hmm. bug me. I, I heard some people when they saw the uh, you know when they saw the Justice League trailer, it's like it looks like a fucking Power Ranger. He does. I mean, it. but it didn't bug me. You know, yeah. it, it didn't bug me at all. Um, I don't mind that there are two flashes. I don't mind that there's mm. the TV series and the movie. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with it, or whatever. It's hey, not- man, I'm a John Leslie ship fucking flash man. I mean, I was well on board with crack. Maybe that's just time, but, like, you know, those two things can exist in my head. I have trouble getting, squeezing the third one in. I just, I, I don't like the look of the suit. I don't like the, the kind of more jokey, like, the Peter Parkerisms that they seem to be cramming in. But that's the flash. The flash... Mm. The, the Flash is the more sort of jokey one out of yeah, the... Out, I like Michael, Michael Rosenbaum in the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Lex yeah. Luthor from yeah. Smallville. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like his style of Flash as well. I just, I don't know, this, it's knocking me off. I just, Ezra Miller doesn't strike me as Flash. I just don't know why. Okay. Maybe I mean, like, I liked Ezra Miller in um, in the Justice League teaser. Mm-hmm. I thought he was much more effective in the teaser than he was here. But, in, I mean, it's... I, impo- it's I, it, I, I, I preferred him in the importance of being a wallflower. The perks. Perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> I, I liked him in uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Ah, yes, I still haven't watched that because you freaked me out about it so fucking much. <laughs> Just knowing that The Flash is the is the fucking killer from <laughs> We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yeah. And like, yeah, awesome. Um, spoilers for We Need to Talk About Kevin, I guess. Thanks. Uh, what do you think about... It's not a spoiler. It's what did you think about <laughs> Batfleck in this? I mean, I like the way the Viola Davis refers to it, like, you know, I just left an anonymous tip with someone mm-hmm. or, uh, and then the bat got them. Just the way he's referred to as the bat. Yeah, no, and I know, and I like how you know that that's how Deadshot refers to him as well, mm. like just the bat. Um, it is a bit of a dick move though to take down that Deadshot when he's on Daddy Daughter Day Out because he's getting him when he's fu- he's got a tip off. He's it's Christmas. It's only, it's, I know it's the only time, but yeah, like yeah. you um, know, for a guy whose parents were shot in a fucking alleyway, he apprehends them in a fucking alleyway. Apprehends doesn't yeah. you know? He doesn't try to kill him like he did like a whole bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, but he was gonna. He wasn't gonna. He was gonna before that kid got away. If the kid wasn't there, he probably would have just like, I've been told to take you in. Yeah, yeah but fuck that. <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> I'm gonna Clark Kent your neck. 
You know what? I mean, like, Batfleck's the shit. I fucking yeah, love yeah, Batfleck. Yeah. I love Bat. He's a he's a badass Batman. Yeah, I did think with him and Harley, they were going to have a little thing where, you know, the Joker mysteriously disappears from the car and leaves her behind. I thought they would play a little bit with her resentment on that, but yeah. now she's just Mr. J. And that was a nice moment where she pretends to be dead. In the car, And yeah. then Batman just knocks her the fuck out. I mean, like, the, the, that was nice. This is underwater again. And I like the, uh, you know, like, the, 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 uh, the sort of oxygen thing he's done. That's a nice little throwback to Hush. Yeah. You know, so, like, just little things like that. I mean, if you're, if you're familiar with some of the comic books, there's, there's some nice little visual things they do. Mm-hmm. There's a nice little nod to the uh, creator of Suicide Squad in there as well. The John F. Ostrander building. Yeah, you know, there was some nice things in there. I mean, like, they know, they know, where, they know where they've come from. Yeah. Um... But no, I mean, like, Bat- Batfleck was fine. I mean, like, the, the, the sort of, like, um, mid-credit sting. Yeah, so there is... A, we didn't stay for the full credits, but midway through the credits, once the Suicide logo pops up, there is a... Bill Adair's meets with Batfleck. Um, and um, it's like, he's looking for files, even though he already has the files. Bruce Wayne is officially um, the, the, uh, the DC film's Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I, don't, I didn't understand that scene. Like, why does Viola Davis need his protection? Because the shit went bad and because she let these lunatics loose. Comics logic. Yeah. Which is the problem. These movies can't have comics logic. You can't do that in a movie. And that was the thing with those one-liners, is that you can imagine those one-liners working, working in, the comic. in the comics. Yeah. You know? Uh, same thing like we're, we're watching like Batman v Superman. There are there certain bits in there where I try to imagine it as a comic, and I think this would be so much better if it was an actual... It was, yeah, it the was third a, act would just be the end of a prestige miniseries. It'd be great. Yeah. But, you know, everything. you'd, you'd also have to have 32, episodes, 32 issues before where some of them were just like, you've got six uh, full-page speds of just bats flying out of chimneys. Yeah. <laughs> and now you know when Batman stamping like fucking that that issue the the when the cops find Batman in the house with the slave ring like that's an entire issue in the movie you know what I mean if you if you translate that to a comic series yes, that's a yes. one one issue is just yeah, Batman yeah, yeah, in the yeah, house yeah. with some yeah, cops yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's back down to pacing and stuff it just they don't seem to have a decent editor over at Mar- Warner Brothers just trim this fat I think you know Marvel's stolen all of them yeah. um but yeah I mean. We see the Flash. We feel, there's no tie-ins, really, I guess. No, no, there's no, there's no tie-ins. Else. I mean, the closest thing to a tie-in would be that scene with uh, Ben Affleck and Bill mm-hmm. Davis. And yeah, the, the Superman flip, the, the T-shirt just says, Remember on the back. Yeah, like that. I see like, one of those, I'm buying one of those. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I'm buying one of those. Because there, the, there is a sort of nice nod uh, in the beginning where, you know, uh, Amanda Waller is, like, talking, like, we were very lucky, like, super, you know, like, uh, when, when we had Superman, it was it was all good, you know, but uh, but then... You know, like uh, when Superman came into the world, it meant something. Yes. When he left the world, it meant something as well. And then there's a nice little thing where there's this guy selling T-shirts with the uh, Superman logo, and then he turns the T-shirt around. And it says "Remember," mm. and that was very nice. Really and, nice. It's um, a nice font. And uh, Viola Davis has a nice uh, sort of reaction to that as well, mm. where you know it's like respect. You know, it sh- it shows that at the end of the day, she is a good guy. Yes, you know? she just has because you very different because understanding without, of the means to an end. Because without that scene. That's really the only scene you get where you where you realize like sh- at the end of the day she's a good guy because yeah. aside from that she's just a cold-hearted fucking bitch who will blow your fucking head off if who, you look at her twice who will just kill motherfuckers. That's one thing about the DC movies is that the DC movies have no problem killing motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like I never liked Jimmy Olsen as a character. Bang! Yeah, problem yeah. solved. <laughs> I was kind of wondering because this movie does kind of it, it makes it look like they killed the Joker. Like they're not going to do that. They can't. Do yeah, that. they can't do that. I did think I thought Deadshot was going to shoot the rope. I did too, but I mean, the payoff was okay. The the kind of like okay. I missed, especially yeah. if you've seen him be 
and it's ultimate badass in bullets. The, yeah. the scene where he's just shooting at targets and he hits the exact same spot on every target yeah, yeah. multiple times. And the glee on Will Smith's face. He's yeah. still a fantastic actor. The moment at the end, the moment at the end where there's like rain pouring down him yeah, and he's yeah. like seeing his daughter, a vision of his daughter yeah, yeah. in front of him and he's just like, throw it, shoots the fucking thing. It's like, yeah, it's, that's, that's Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith, he's, you know, I mean, there's a reason why he's one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah. You know, because he can just sell a moment, yeah. like like v- the way very few actors can. I mean, he's the black he's the black Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, no, he's the black uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I mean, when he stands on top of that car and he's just like taking motherfuckers out left, right, yeah, yeah, center, yeah, yeah. and all the, all the soldiers stop shooting. Yeah, just to like, watch, just to, to watch. watch him. That's a really cool moment. I said this movie is so many. There's awesome so many cool like moments. That. I mean, like it's. I mean, I would say it's a three star movie. Yeah. With a whole bunch of five star moments. Yes. That very ju- much so. that that just don't. Gel. The, the, you know, the, I mean, I think your, your your IGN friend clearly thinks it's a one star film. Yeah, Ken did not enjoy it at all. Ken Leandro over at IGN did not like it at all. You know, but I wasn't bored. Like, like I know that Uma Uma was bored. Yeah, he wrote but, that. But, but but I was perplexed. Yeah. You know, I was just I was. There were a couple of. Mo- and it's a thirty minute, forty five minute mark. You're yeah, like, yeah. When are they going to actually do something? There was a couple of moments where I was just sort of sitting there, like arms crossed, just going, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I don't mean like what's happening in the sense like I don't understand the story. Yeah. But it's like, Why? what are you doing? Yeah. As as storytellers, what's your what's your plan here? Where's your <laughs> beginning, middle, and end? Because at the moment you're in almost at the middle, and you really haven't finished the beginning yet. Mm. Um, I did like as well. There was a moment the enchantress uh, gives everyone visions of what she can give them. Yeah. If she can give them their their ultimate dreams, and you know, but I think but spend time with his daughter, and then Harley Quinn's is like you know fucking nuclear family with Jared Leto. Yeah, but I think that's that. that I thought I thought that was wrong. Like mm. uh, that they misunderstood the character. Maybe. They. Mis- I thought it, visually it worked very well though. Visually it worked very well. I mean, it was a nice contrast. Yeah. But I thought they mi- they got they fundamentally misunderstood. The character. You know how people bitch about how in, in Batman Superman that they fundamentally misunderstand what it what Superman is and what Batman is? Yeah. I, I, I felt there was some ground for that. I, I didn't think it was uh think people would justify it as, as they felt they well, were. There wasn't saying enough that. of Superman in the movie to justify that. But. Yeah. But I, I, I this was one point where I really did feel like, okay, you don't get these characters. Mm. If that's what you think she really wants. I don't think you get get the character. It would have been nice just to cut cut away just her and Mr. Yeah. Jibbis, so with machine guns. And uh, and like what you're saying about the prologue, where he's like, "Fuck, are we gonna do this for every character?" I was scared they were gonna do that for every character. Mm-hmm. So like, what are we gonna see Killer Croc? Where you're at? Where are we gonna you know gonna get a star his tortured Trek? fucking beginning? We're we gonna see like a little Killer Croc stealing his dad's car. I, I know. I thought <laughs> I thought they were gonna go to Killer Croc, and he, it was gonna be like a Star Trek Beyond Edris Silva moment, where he's like, "Oh, we're gonna see him as normal uh, no, as, no. As, as a normal guy." But then. Thank God, like, El Diablo stopped that from happening. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck this! <laughs> this movie's too long! <laughs> Fire! <Burnstone>. Fire! <laughs> the movie is too long. Yes. It is too long. I mean, like, uh, I think they could... If, if this movie was, say, 15 minutes shorter... Yeah. It would have made a world of a difference. And the fact that they're going to rescue Vale Davis, um, it would have been nice if... I, I was expecting some... <laughs> that was quite nice. Yeah, you laughed at that? I, I, I didn't laugh at that. I just thought... I just thought, man, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, so she's, you know, she stays in the fucking blast zone. And they like, think they're going to rescue... They're, they're some like, so, muckety-muck. Or like, was it, uh, Will Smith says yeah, it. Like they, they, they're they, expecting Gandhi or Sister Teresa think, or something. It's like, or Mount Nelson Mandela. They think they're, because they think they're rescuing fucking Mandela or something. And then she just straight up shoots all her underlings. Because yeah. like, they, weren't class, they weren't cleared for this classification. Like none of these people are cleared for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's a nice moment. Yeah, and there's a nice moment between Will, uh, Will Smith and Joel Kinnaman there. It was mm-hmm. like... 
She's called her a bitch. It's like, yeah. and, then, and then when she walks past him, he's like, you gangster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some really nice When she bits. walks out, they're all like, oh, what? <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> so, I mean, as you can tell, there's a lot to like. Yeah, yeah. There is a, a lot to like. It's, I'm not, we're, you it's know, a like, bit hard doing these because we do them straight after the movie. Before, we used to have a little bit more time to reflect, I think. Which is, that's another reason why I didn't want to do that IGN video. Yeah. Like, I need to process yeah, my thoughts. I forgot to talk about the Joker in that at all, completely. You know, um, you know with, with Star Trek, it was a little bit easier to just go... go because know, like, it's, it's a bit more fluffy. Yeah, whereas this, there's, there's a lot to take in. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot... There's probably too much. There's, there's, probably, there's too much to take in. I mean, and there's, there's, there are things in there where you're like, man, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And then there are other things where you're just like, Man, huh? that's lame. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my two cents worth. I mean, like, yeah. I did like as well the way that, you know, in kind of tying back to the old Adam West TV show, like the Joker's henchmen were yeah. all bizarre. Like there's one yeah. guy in a panda bear suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another one's got like a weird like eyeball or just like a face. And one guy has a, has a, is dressed like the first appearance of Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got yeah, like yeah. he's got like he's a Batman got the, mask he's got, on. But, but the Batman mask yeah. is the first appearance of Batman. Yes, like the Bob Kane Batman. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought that was nice. That's cute. That was nice. One thing I thought. And even even at the end, there's a bit at the end where the Joker breaks into Spring Harley, and like they all look like uh, SWAT team officers, and yeah. they all have names. Yeah. But like you only really see the Joker's one. It has Joker <laughs> written on it in fucking big white font. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I thought we were gonna see is that uh, recently at Comic Con. Uh, there was a whole bunch of like photographs of um, you know stuff that uh, Hot Toys and Sideshow mm. coming up with, and there was um, a Joker Batman. Did you see a picture no, of this? No, I didn't see that. No. It was like in the uh, Batfleck Batman outfit. But it's, a, but it's Jared Leto. No, it's not Jared Leto. I mean, it looks like it might actually be Batfleck, but he's all fucked up and. Oh, it's all spray painted and stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought for a second there, we were gonna like when when uh, when we saw like the first appearance and I saw the first appearance Batman and I saw like the panda I thought oh shit are we gonna get like a is that where that toy comes from yeah yeah you know but that didn't happen it's the same the Hot Toys uh, Jared Leto character is just like that one scene where he goes to the lab yeah he's wearing like they don't even show it in the movie he's wearing like Batman's striped pajama bottoms or something mm -hmm. what did you think of uh, Jared Leto's hand laughing tattoo hmm he kind of puts it to his face a few times and it's like it's a grinning old school um, Joker face no I mean I think it's all flash. Mm. I mean, my, my main criticism of uh, Jerry Little's Joker is that it's it's all visual. Mm. He doesn't bring anything new to the table other than what he brings visually. Mm. And it, he seems to have spent so much time on how his Joker is going to look that he hasn't really done anything new with the character. And I think that if you go back and look at all of the interpretations of Joker, whether it's Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, Mark Hamill... You know, um, Cesar uh, uh, Romero. Cesar Romero. I mean, they all brought they all brought something fresh to the character that made the character a character. Yeah. Whereas this sort of feels like I'm gonna go punk rock, yeah. and that's all I need to do. I've got a deranged tattoo on my forehead. Yeah, and I've got gold teeth. Yeah, and um, and yeah. So I, I mean, I was um, bizarrely let down by by his interpretation because mm. it's such a it's a jewel of a part. Yeah. And it's definitely lower in the pantheon. Yeah, you know, and especially I mean, Jared Leto is a very good actor. Mm. He's a he's a fucking Academy Award winning actor for God's sake. You know, I mean, you know, uh, not even even before he even before Dallas Buyers Club. I mean, Requiem for a Dream, Fight Club. The guy's done some really really good work. Yeah. So, and to, so so I mean, like you cannot be that good in things unless you are also very sensitive and intelligent. Mm -hmm. And the fact that uh, you know you're coming from. You're, you're following up Heath Ledger. 
you know, I, would, I just thought that you might want to put a little bit more thought, thought into it. And I just felt like all of his thought, all of his energy just went into how this guy's going to look mm. as opposed to anything else. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, compared to Heath Ledger, compared to even Mark Hamill, mm. just like... No, it's not. Like I said, he's doing a Mark Hamill impression. It feels like it's a, it's a, it's a rip-off of the cartoon. But yet he, uh, but yet he, he gives uh, Mark Hamill zero props. Like in interviews, he always refers to Heath Ledger. Oh yeah. He never refers to Mark Hamill. And I'm like, shame on you, sir. <laughs> what about the dude who's been playing it longer than anyone who's yeah. still fucking playing it? What about that <laughs> motherfucker? You know, it's not like you don't know who he is. Yeah. He was in the highest grossing movie of last year, asshole. So <laughs> I know you saw that shit. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because even my in-laws saw that shit. <laughs> Did you see, I think, io9 in an article about how was the was Suicide Squad filmed in the fourth level of hell? Just, like, all the shit he was doing on set that was like, just fucking act. Yeah. Like, yeah. David Ayer was getting to, to actually fight each other. No, no, no. He was, um, he was, he was being, um, he, he, he was being all fucking Dustin Hoffman about it. He was being a character the whole time and, like, you know, where was, you know, you, you need, you need, like, a Lawrence Olivier on that set. Yes. You know, good God, man. Wouldn't it be so much easier just to act the part? Yes. <laughs> just do it, you know, just twirl the cane. The audience loves it. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. You know, you know, like, I, you know what? It's, it's, it's funny, but um, his performance reminded, because, like, you know, he talks about Heath Ledger, but if you look at it, you say he does, like, he, you say he's doing a Mark Hamill impersonation. It seemed to me like he was doing more of a Jim Carrey and Batman Forever impersonation. Mm, maybe. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like he saw Batman Forever, he's like, Okay, I really like what Tommy Lee Jones is doing here, and I really like what Jim Carrey's doing here. I'm gonna combine those two motherfuckers and, and gold teeth and uh, put a little sort of like um, you know razzmatazz on there. Do put a little uh, a dash of Sid Vicious, and there you go. It's yeah. all it's good to go because that's what it is. Yeah, it's a very very surface level surface level performance. Yeah, um, and it's I, I, I was just I was just like uh, floored thinking because the biggest casting. Um, decision that I had, the, you know, the, the biggest issue with was actually Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And Will Smith turned out to be one of the best things in it. Yeah. And it's a weird thing with his helmet. Yeah. Like, he wears his mask when he's, uh, when his mask goes on, people die. And then it's like, he puts it on and then he takes it off. It's like, okay. And I what, guess. and what I thought, and there was one really bizarre part between him and uh, Harley Quinn where he puts his mask on and she goes, pussy. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, but uh, you know, I like his response. You know, it's like I will smack you down. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, oh, there's another moment he says like, you know, that's your girl up there. When they talk to Rick Flag and and Chant referring to an enchantress, and he yeah. says like, go over there, slap that on the ass, and tell him to knock it off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. And it's like enchantress says, I know you guys are out there, and and they uh, just come out out of the shadows, and fucking Hanukkah just straight out walks. She's like, all right, okay. <laughs> No, I mean, yes. Another great moment. Another yeah. great moment. But surrounded by weird garbage. Yeah. A weird ring of garbage. No, I, I, won't, I won't say weird garbage. I no. would say great moments surrounded by bizarre storytelling decisions. Yeah. Okay, the litmus test. I think we should add this in there from now on for when we go to press screenings. Will you be taking your girlfriend to see this? Yes. Or your wife? <laughs> oh no <laughs> my oh, wife will hate this shit oh thank god me to listen to this crap <laughs> my wife will hate this my girlfriend will love it <laughs> I mean I just gotta wait for her to get off school because <laughs> my girlfriend oh. expressed an interest oh that was quick <laughs> 
My girlfriend, I think she wants. I she actually love this. I actually love this movie. That's why when I saw the wife after the movie, I was like, ah, it's all right. Yeah, you, yeah. You won't like it. You're always like that. You're a bit cold after the movie. <laughs> you call her a bitch when you walk in. Mm, all right. And on that note, I guess we'll leave it. So thanks again to our sponsor, GreenRoom136.com. And thank you guys for listening. And if you've seen the movie and listened to the podcast, let us know what you thought. You can tweet me at Nasty Prime. Uh, you can tweet me at, at Gaff, yeah. And you can tweet the podcast at McGavin Price. All right. Thanks. thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye.